Good morning everybody and a very warm welcome to this morning's service. Whether you're with us in person here or online, it's great to be with you as we join together to worship our great and glorious God. We're going to sing uh, to his praise now in Psalm 43, in the Scottish Psalter version of Psalm 43 from the verse marked 3. O send thy light forth, and thy truth. Let them be guides to me, and bring me to thine holy hill, even where thy dwellings be. This is a prayer of God's people, to be led by God, to be given light, and to be given understanding. And our prayer here is that the Lord will guide us to his own altar. To God my chiefest joy, says the psalmist, yea, God, my God, thy name to praise my harp. I will employ. And although we are prone to be cast down sometimes, why should we be discouraged? And why with vexing thoughts art thou disquieted in me? You can have difficult days, difficult times, hard days, hard times, but our trust, our hope is in the Lord. For him to praise good cause I yet shall have. He of my countenance is the health, my God that doth me save. To God's praise, these verses from verse 3 to the end of the psalm, to God's praise.
Let's join together now in prayer. Let us join our hearts in prayer. Our gracious Lord, our God in heaven, we give you thanks that you are the God who gave us hope, who gives us light, who gives us understanding, who gave your own beloved Son as the Saviour to save us from the darkness that encompasses us this world the darkness that could encompass our own hearts and our own minds. And we give you thanks, our Father, that you are the holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty, and that we come to you this afternoon to worship you. We are humbled as we realize that we are unworthy in ourselves. We find our minds wandering. We find uh, the cares of this world very burdensome. But we come to you giving you thanks for what you have provided to us. That you have given us a hope that is a sure hope. That you have given us instructions that are reliable. That you have given us one another to encourage us. But most of all that you have sent the Comforter, your own Holy Spirit, to be with us to be near us but this has come with responsibility too help us then to realize that you have given us much you have given us the scriptures you have given us the word of truth and I pray that you would help us to wield it properly to recognize the value of it the power of it and to recognize that in your spirit we have victory In your Son who overcame death and the grave and rose victorious on the third day, we have the victory in him. And we give you thanks that Father, Son and Spirit, three in one, is difficult for us to understand, but easy for us to believe because you have given us the faith to trust in your word, to trust in the word of the Lord Jesus. Help us then to be good students of your word. Help us to worship you this morning in spirit and in truth. Help us to realize that the word we read comes from you. So open our hearts and minds to be made receptive to what your word is saying to each one of us. That we all might be challenged by what your word is saying directly to each of us. For we recognize it in a very special way we join with the hosts in heaven in worshipping you for you are our king you are our creator and we give you thanks for all that we have before us now so lead us and guide us in our worship we pray and humble us and forgive us our shortcomings as we ask it all in Jesus name and for his sake Amen now I am so pleased to have some boys and girls with us this afternoon and I have some pictures that I hope you'll be able to see very shortly on the wall and I uh, can can you see that picture over there has anyone seen one of these ever what is it a lighthouse that's exactly right and do you think that's an easy place to get to no and look at that you can see the light at the very top does anybody know what a lighthouse is for what does a lighthouse do any ideas anyone got any ideas 
what a lighthouse is for. That's right. Helps people on boats. Because that lighthouse is built on a rock. And if that lighthouse wasn't solid on that rock, built solidly into that rock, that wave hitting it could knock it over. So lighthouses have to be strong, built on the rock. And the Bible says, and boys and girls, this is your chance to listen to God speaking to you this morning. Anyone who listens to my teaching, and this is God speaking to you, if you listen to God's teaching and follows it, chooses to believe it and to follow it, you become wise. What does it mean to be wise? Does that word wise mean anything to you? It's a small word, but it's like being very clever and knowing the truth. You become wise, like a person who builds a house, or in this case a lighthouse, on solid rock. Because if that lighthouse wasn't built on solid rock, and that waves hit it, what could happen to that lighthouse? Exactly right, it could fall over. And then, without the light there, who would be in danger? the crews of the people on the boats. Now there's a next slide that I want you to look at now. Where God talks to us, his own people, as being the light of the world. And like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. And on that picture you've got one, two, three, four lights. Showing ships where land is, where rocks are. Because in the dark, you might not be able to see where the rocks are. So these lights are there, warning ships, or the crews of the ships, where the rocks are. Because that's what the Bible is doing for us too. The Bible is warning us is warning you where dangers can be found but it is giving you the opportunity of knowing how to recognize and how to see danger because the way the lighthouse protects crews on ships God protects us from danger. And I want you to think about that for yourself today. Because there isn't an adult in this building who wouldn't protect you if you were in danger. If you went out onto the road and you were wanting to cross the road without looking left, without looking right, they would stop you. And do you know why you have to look left and right when you cross the road? Yes, because you could get hit by a car. But we, God's people, are like a light 
for the people of this world and we are to care about the people in this world we are to try to show them that the world can be very dangerous and that we have wisdom we have knowledge that they need to know to keep themselves safe and for the big people in this room today and watching us on zoom this word is speaking to you it's speaking to me it's speaking to Ian it's speaking to Angus we are all being challenged to share that light <coughs> where does that light come from who gives us the light God exactly right and God has given us light that we have to share with this world which is what we're going to talk about this afternoon and there's one more picture I think what does that picture look like when you look at that picture what do you think in your head if you were on that would you be scared You'd, that's a scary picture can you imagine being on that lighthouse in that weather well where I come from we used to see a lot of that sort of weather in, in the island I come from and it's scary and how scary would it be to be out on a ship at sea when that weather is blowing when that gale is blowing well the Bible is telling you that you are very special you are very precious to God and he wants you to be safe and he wants the church the people in the church the men and women the boys and girls to share what the Bible is teaching us to people around us so that they can know what we know and what the people in the church know what believers know is that the Lord Jesus saved us from the sin that is within and we are then safe because he has given us light in the darkness now I'm going to pray now for boys and girls in this congregation that they will know this Lord that you will know Jesus and that you will understand that Jesus wants you to be safe. So I'm going to pray now for the boys and girls together. Our gracious Lord, I give you thanks for the children that are with us this afternoon. I give you thanks for the joy they bring. I give you thanks for the happiness that we all feel when we see children coming together. And I pray that you would look after every one of them. That you would give their mums and dads, their carers, their grandparents the knowledge, the discernment and the understanding to bring them up in the knowledge, in the nurture and in the admonition of God. That you would look after them, that you would help us and teach us to be wise in looking after our children. And I give you thanks for the children in this congregation who are prayed for. I give you thanks that they were prayed for often before they were even born. But I pray for the children of our land who aren't prayed for by their own parents, by their own families who do not yet know you. 
I ask, Lord, that you would help us to be caring and to have a concern for them so that we as a society would recognize the value that we are to place in our children, that we would look after them and that you would teach us to be winsome in the, the way we share Jesus with those around us in our own communities. So lead us and guide us, we pray. Remember our boys and girls as a nation. Look after them, I pray. And teach us how to share the light of life, the light that Jesus has given us with them, so that they might learn what it is to know Jesus for themselves. Be with all our bairns, we pray. In Jesus' name and for his sake we ask it. Amen. Well, thank you, boys and girls, for listening so well, as you always do when I come to speak to you here in Knockbane. So let's begin uh, sing again now to God's praise. In Psalm 27. Psalm 27. In the Sing Psalms version of Psalm 27 at the beginning where the Lord continues to encourage us by teaching us that the Lord is my saviour and my light who will make me display, dismayed this, the Lord's the stronghold of my life why should I be afraid when evildoers threaten me to take my life away my adversaries and my foes will stumble in that day. Although an army might hem me in, my heart will feel no dread. For war against me should arise, I will lift up my head. How can I lift my head in a war when I'm spiritually assailed? Because I trust in the Lord. My anchor is that rock. And although the waves of and storms might break through over me. My victory is not in my own strength. It's in the strength of the Lord. So why should we fear? So when we read these words, when we sing these words, one thing I'll plead before the Lord, and this I'll seek always, that I may come within God's house and dwell there all my days. These are words of hope, words of encouragement. So we're going to sing Psalm 27 from the beginning to the verse mark 5 to God's praise. The Lord's my saviour and my light.
And before we read God's word, let's join together in prayer. Our gracious Lord, we ask that as we gather around your word, that your word would speak plainly, clearly, and would give us, as we hear you speaking to us directly, that encouragement to go forth and to live in our communities the way you wish us to do. We come as a community of your people, aware that we live in difficult days. And your word speaks of the last days, when people will become lovers of themselves, will put away the wisdom of God and turn to the philosophy and the wisdom of men. And we ask, Lord, that you would help us to withstand the pressure to fold and to capitulate when we are challenged for the truths that we hold dear. Help us to encourage one another to take comfort in the words that we have sung, that though an army may hem us in, we know we have the victory in the Lord Jesus. And we pray for our nation on this day. We ask, Lord, that you would remember those who rule over us. Those who rule over us in Holyrood, those who rule over us in Westminster and the other devolved governments in the United Kingdom. We ask, Lord, that you would continue to encourage those who call upon your name as our elected representatives who also know you as Saviour. Encourage them, uphold them, help us to encourage them, to uphold them with our prayers as we seek uh, that you would see how to lead them and direct them as to how to convey the wisdom of Scripture in uh, their day-to-day work. We remember our new king. We ask, Lord, that you would teach him from your own word in the days coming up when reference will be made to kings appointed, that he would recognize in his own mind, in his own heart, the King of Kings, as we recognize you, our King, our King of Kings, the Lord God Almighty, this afternoon. We give you all the thanks, we give you all the honor and all the glory, for only you are worthy of it. And as we humble ourselves before you as a congregation of your praying people, we ask, Lord, that we could honour you in the one way that we have to honour you, that is to be obedient to your word. So Lord, open your word to us. Remember those who preach your word Sabbath after Sabbath. Encourage them. Give them your own spirit and help them to understand how to apply your word in their preaching so that the people will be fed spiritually and that this would come from your own Holy Spirit. We ask, Lord, that you would lead us and guide us as Christians in our land, as believers in our day. Help us to be winsome in our Christianity. Help us to be challenged to stand up and speak for Christ when this is so difficult to do. So give us wisdom, we pray to be good students of your word. Help us to bind that word up in our own hearts, but not to hide the light you have given us. 
Lead us, guide us, we pray. We pray for those who are laid aside at this time, who need you especially at this time because of weakness, because of the frailty of illness. We pray for the mourning, the brokenhearted. We ask, Lord, that you would be merciful to them, that you would minister to them in their individual circumstances. Lead them, we pray, to that rock of salvation, to that place where solace can be found, to that place where grace is found. We ask, Lord, that you would all lead us all to your Son, our Lord Jesus, and through your Spirit that you would encourage each and every one of us, wherever we are, in whatever circumstances we find ourselves in. But we ask, Lord, that in our worship this afternoon that you would take to yourself all the glory, all the honour and all the praise. For we ask it in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Now we're going to read in Matthew's Gospel, uh, in the first 20 verses of Christ's Sermon on the Mount. We're going to read the first 20 verses only. Where we have Jesus, seeing the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. And blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light lamps and put it under a basket, but on a stand. And it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot 
works will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Amen. And may God add his own blessing to that reading of his own holy and perfect word. We'll sing again this time in Psalm 104. Psalm 104. Sorry, one oh, I beg your pardon. Yes, you're right. One hundred and two. One hundred and two. The second version, and it is verse thirteen. Thou shalt arise and mercy yet. Thou to Mount Zion shalt extend her time for favour, which was set. Behold, is now come to an end. The Psalms, I shall see them on the screen to God's praise.
verse 14 says you are the light of the world like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden now there's a challenge you and this is God speaking to you as Christ spoke to the disciples and the congregation on that mount when he preached this sermon so we are hearing God speak to us through his word this afternoon you are the light of the world and we saw these images of that lighthouse being smashed by the sea being smashed into by the sea we're seeing the light that is a warning to shipping so that crews are aware of where the hazards where the rocks where the shoals are and we are being challenged by this word this morning we are being challenged to reflect on our own lives on our own minds on our own hearts and as a consequence of what's in our mind what's in our heart as to how we live our lives in 2023 and you ask yourself am I a light in this world because when we think of light and when we come into a place like this and we put on the light so we can see where we're going we understand the concept of light and dark and we've thought through this process not that long ago when I was here uh, a short time ago and we recognize what the Bible is telling us about God being light as we see the sunshine of the longer days as light is lengthened over the days we see the seasons change and we, see, we think of the truth of the scripture that enlightens our own hearts, our own minds and we see that everybody needs to realize that the truth of scripture is relevant to all of us from the very beginning of scripture we have God giving us light God said at the very beginning let there be light and there was light and God saw that the light was good and God separated the light from darkness and even when the children of Israel were wandering in the desert they had the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night the light that shone in the dark to lead them to show them that God was with them and even when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the testimony in his hand he came down from the mountain and he didn't realize he didn't know that his face was glowing with the light his countenance was shining because he'd been in the presence of the Lord he shone because he'd been with the Lord so therein is the challenge now I spoke to the boys and girls about being lights 
being examples. And I ask you, the way I ask myself, the way that this passage challenges me. When I come down from the mount of Sabbath ordinances, if you like, after spending time with the Lord, does my face shine? When I go back to work tomorrow, am I shining from the inside out because of what the Lord has said to me today? Have I spent time with the Lord thinking, considering what the Word is saying to me as I go into my day-to-day life? The same way that I think we all should look at our own lives, our own mindset as we enter every week because we are being challenged to be the light of the world now the first thing I would say about being the light of the world is that the light that we have isn't ours this light is Christ this light is God's light It is the wisdom that we've been given that gives us the ability to recognize the lies of this world and to recognize the wickedness of this world, to recognize that the philosophies that we see so clearly in the 21st century that we're living in, that is the philosophy of man, fallen man, that tells us The opposite to what the Bible tells us, the light that we have helps us discern truth. And the discernment of truth comes from God, because God is the author of truth. And you, if you are a believer, discerns truth. Because when you read the scripture, you've got to understand That if you trust and believe in the Lord, you take his word as truth. You take his word as the datum you use to guide you in how you live your life. How you develop your own manifesto. How you develop your own life and way of life. And how you live your life. And when you can imagine Jesus sitting on that mount, speaking to the people around around him, he was challenging them to be the light of the world. But that light is the light of God. It's not ours. And we are being asked to share this light. Because as this passage says, secondly, we are not to hide that light. We're not to shade it. Where anybody puts a, a light into a house, you don't darken it, you don't switch it off. We've got to make sure the light is seen. So therein lies that challenge for us. To share what God has given us. And I'm looking at you all. The way you're looking at me. And I'm asking you. Are you sharing what Jesus has given you? 
with the people with whom you come into contact. And with respect to this sharing, it's a sharing based on concern, a sharing based on the care you have for the people you know need to be cared for. The lighthouse board, the Northern Lighthouse Board, built all these lighthouses around the coast of Scotland, the north of Scotland. Why? Well, there was a care. There was a concern for the risk and hazards associated to maritime uh, uh, industry for ships crashing into the rocks. And that incurring loss in life. Loss. Because people cared, society cared, they invested in light. And the church of Jesus must invest in this light. And when we invest in this light, we invest for one purpose, that is to glorify God. Why? So that we can enjoy Him forever, because that's our chief goal. That is what man was put on earth for. That is what men, women, boys and girls who have this light are promised that they share, they obey God by sharing what we've been given by God. Why? Because then we are rewarded. We have that reward in heaven. That we can enjoy him forever. But because we care, we want others to enjoy him too. Now there are boys and girls still here with us. There's not one of us who wouldn't do what we can to keep these children safe. And if we have something good, we want to share it with these children. No parent does not share what he or she has, what mothers and fathers have that's precious. They will share that with their children. There'd be something strange if that was not the case. And praise be that we have children here who are cared for, whose parents are willing to give of themselves for their children. But the most important thing we share with our children, the most important thing we should share with our community, is this light that we have been given by God. We are to be sharers of this light. Leaving Nazareth, Jesus went and lived in Capernaum by the sea, in the territory of Zebulun. The land of Zebulun, the land of Naphtali, the way to the sea, beyond the Jordan, Galilee uh, of the Gentiles. Where the people dwelling in darkness have seen a great light. And for those dwelling in the region and shadow of death, on them a light has dawned. And from that time Jesus began to preach, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. There is the imagery we have in the New Testament of these places, Capernaum, Zebulun, Naphtali. And the promise, the fulfilled promise of the prophet Isaiah saying this is the area that will see a great light. And that great light is the Lord Jesus.
And our own nation saw that great light in days of revival in times past. So much so that our nation was referred to as the land of the book, i.e. the book of God, the land of the scriptures. Where every home set aside a time, every family set aside a time, or most families set aside a time to read the scriptures. The reformers, when they came to Scotland, wanted people to be educated so that they could read. Read what? So that they could read the Bible for themselves. So that they would recognize the darkness in which natural man existed. So that they would see the light of the scriptures that Jesus is challenging us with today. So that they wouldn't be relying on clerics who were motivated by anything other than the concern, the spiritual concern that Christ is speaking of here and challenging us with in our day, in our generation. Because this is where we see the light. And once we see the light, that moves us, that motivates us to care so we want to share, don't we? We ask ourselves as believers, what we get here this Sabbath day, what will we do with it tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? When the Lord looked down on Jerusalem and saw that city without leadership, that flock of sheep without a shepherd he wept because he cared we must work the works of him who sent us while it is day night is coming when no one can work as long as I am in the world I am the light of the world says the Lord but remember on that day when Jesus was lifted up into heaven, who was left behind? The disciples. And Jesus said, if I don't go back up to heaven, the comforter won't come. So when Jesus went and went up to heaven and was elevated to the highest place on the right hand of God the Father, he sent the Spirit to be with us. The Holy Spirit that discerns in our hearts for us the truth that must be applied in our day-to-day -day lives. And therein lies, therefore, the challenge of these words, of this passage to us. Everyone in this world has a choice to live in darkness or to recognize the light and choose to live in it. That is your choice. You can take this as God's word and recognize that the light from it, the wisdom of it, is true. And therefore you take that truth into your own heart and apply it in your own mind so that your own witness becomes Christ's. The alternative is to resist the truth and to resist the light 
and to stay in the darkness like Saul himself on the way to Damascus to disrupt the gospel message to disrupt the way of Jesus to do away with the early church he saw the light and he heard Jesus ask him why do you persecute me he saw that light and he fell down as if dead and he went to that town and he went to the street called straight and he was put straight he was put right and Ananias was there to teach him and show him the light show him the truth and Saul discerned truth he saw that he'd been in darkness and his life was transformed and you can go into scripture and see how light transforms lives how Christ transforms lives and therein is the simple message of the gospel that we contain Christ's light and the challenge for us is to share it and we ask ourselves how do we do that how do we share this light well we share it by demonstrating that we're concerned for the people that we meet for those in whom we invest our time whether it's colleagues at work might even be our own families sometimes that's the hardest place to engage with the light that we have because our families know us so well they know our flaws and we're never ever as good as we want to be and we recognize that it's not us it's not my light that I'm talking about here it's Christ and he shared that with me and I now share it with you with this challenge that when I read this word this week looking at these words how it sort of hit me between the eyes what are you doing with this light Angus? and that's the question the ultimate question we all have to ask ourselves what are we doing with the light that we have here through Christ We've sung the psalms that speak of trial, of tribulation, but the psalmist recognized victory in the Lord, through the Lord. There's a promise there. And if you don't take this truth and recognize it in your own heart as being the truth, and you don't choose to apply it in your own life, well you're only going to recognize and admit to the lies that you're going to follow the lies of Satan that fooled and got Adam to take a different route to the route that God wanted him to take he was misled he was lied to and as a result we have pain we have sorrow we have death in this world because a lie was listened to and the greatest encouragement we can ever have is that the light 
of life, the Lord Jesus, is offered to all of us. And once we have this in our own hearts, in our own minds, we are moved with compassion for those still in darkness. And how do we glorify God but by being obedient to his word and by sharing this word with others why so that others may come to know the truth as we know it and then we'll need a bigger building for all the people who want to come and worship the way we want to worship so a very simple message from a sermon preached by the Lord himself you are the light of the world. And like a city on a hilltop, you cannot be hidden. So I pray and I hope that these words will challenge each of us to consider how we apply in our day-to-day lives the truth that we have before us and how we can become the light of the world sharing, shining Christ's light wherever we have opportunity to do so. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, we give you thanks for the truth that sets us free from the sin that besets us, the truth that brings us out of darkness into your light, your marvelous light. Teach us then to be able to discern how best to use what you have given us to share this Lord Jesus and the truth of the Lord Jesus with others so that they would come out of darkness and into the light that is the light of life, the light that is the Lord Jesus. Lead us and guide us, we pray, and help us to worship you in our closing psalm in spirit and in truth, praising your name for all you have given us, for we ask it. In Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Now, Psalm 18, isn't it? Yes. We are going to sing now in Psalm 18, in the Sing Psalms version of Psalm 18. And with faithful people you keep faith, and to the blameless you are good. With pure men you yourself are pure, but with the crooked you are shrewd. Challenges in these words. Those who are the people of the light, who keep faith, who keep the truth, God will keep faith with you. And with respect to us, we challenge ourselves by singing these words. You save the humble and the meek. You bring the proud and from the height. You, Lord will keep my lamp aflame. God turns my darkness into light. So as we consider these words, let's consider what Christ is speaking to us through them, we pray. As we see them on the screen, with faithful people you keep faith.
Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy, to the only God our Saviour, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen.